Hello, and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. And welcome to episode four, which is our EU election special. Ooh. If the thrill and the cut and the thrust of the locals wasn't enough for you, by the general bungling incompetence of government and the failure of an adequate opposition, we've now, and nobody expected it, we've got the surprise EU elections coming up on May the 23rd. Yes. Yes. So, um, so these are the elections that no one wanted to fight, even more than Brenda didn't want to have to vote in the 2017 election. Oh, God bless Brenda. Where is she now, I wonder? Is it Brenda from Bristol? Could have been Brenda from Bristol. It's a great alliteration. I'm, I'm going with that anyway, yeah. even if it was We're going to make a move. So, okay. So how does it work? So bearing in mind that in our previous conversations about the locals, we touched on how the local political system works, how many councils, etc., etc. Let's cover in brief um, how, the, how the Euro elections work. So currently... And this, of course, will change um, for how the European Parliament continues um, if the UK actually does leave the European Union. But how it is currently is there are 751 seats in the European Parliament and the United Kingdom has 73. And we have European Parliament elections every four years. And in our region, which is the Southeast region, we have 10 seats up for grabs. This is going to be a complicated old ballot paper, isn't it? I know. So here's the interesting thing. So we're probably quite used to actually um, paying a lot of attention, maybe to actually the names of the um, names of the candidates actually on the ticket. With um, with the EU Parliament elections, um, the names on the ticket are actually um, basically selected by those those particular parties as they would be. But you're actually voting for a party rather than a particular person. So in our region, like we said, there's there's 10 seats up for grabs. So each party that is fielding candidates is eligible to field up to 10 candidates. Um, so you are not voting for any particular person. So we all go to the ballot paper. We vote in our partisan way. And we've got a few wacky ones this time where you can choose from. There's a few independents. There's the Socialist Workers' Party of Great Britain. God bless them all. There's the rather scurrilous and evil UKEU Party or UQP for short, which I think is, I don't like to see that sort of thing, intentionally misleading. But there's all the main players, the runners and riders, something for everybody, and of course, the Brexit party, which um, which uh, has, has uh, appeared like shadows in the mist over the last few weeks. So we all cast our votes. Mm-hmm. How do we work out who's won? Okay, so here's the thing, um, and you might want to make notes or you know take some headache medication, but basically... So whoever wins, who has the most amount of votes, gets the first seat. That's easy. So then what happens is that the number of votes cast for that party. So for example, let's say, well, let's call that the Flower Party. Yep. Right? So the Flower Party has two and a half thousand votes. So they're, they're, they're basically the leading party. So the winning party gets the first seat. Brilliant. Then what happens is their vote, the number of votes that they achieved gets divided by two. Right. And, and then what happens is that we, re, we we look which then is the next party that has the most number of votes in the stack. So assume that that is the bread party. Yep. Okay. So the bread party have the have now have the highest number of votes. So they get seat two. Okay. Yeah. So because then we've already allocated two seats, 
So it's the number of seats you've already allocated plus one. So then you divide the number of votes that the bread party had by three. Oh, hang about. This is outrageous. This is some kind of this is some kind of Johnny Foreigner system. I'm not liking this at all. So if if I if my flower party yeah. romped home with eighty percent of the vote, yes. they'd lose half of it in round one. So now forty percent of the vote has bought one seat and then they'd still be the biggest obviously because they've won that many, but then they'd end up so They've got eighty percent of the vote, but then after they've got, by my maths, three seats, so they've split in half, and then that gets split into thirds, and then that gets split into four. They're no longer the biggest party. No. So, but but then the also rans who basically been trounced. So we should we should go flower party. We should have eight seats. The other two should be divvied out amongst the minor cast. I'm going to end up with about four or five seats, and the other five are going to end up amongst. All sorts of flotsam and jetsam. Is so, this, is this how it works? So, well, it is how it works. So, um, so basically, as you as you keep going, the basically whoever is is at the top of the pile at that point gets allocated a seat until you run out of seats. Yep. So, you, you basically keep going and you divide that um, the the party who you've just allocated a seat to. You divide their number of votes by the number of seats plus one. Um, in order to then actually then put them back in the stack, if you like, and what you end up with is a, a form of proportional representation that means that um, smaller parties end up faring slightly better. So they get some representation rather than none. Um, but basically you end up with a distribution of the of the seats basically under under that system. Under um, that, I think there's a word for that, Simon. I did the word for that is cheating. That's called cheating, that is. God, I, I, good Lord, I just... So, so we we could debate about whether actually a a a, a straight up proportional representation system would be would be more transparent. So, for example, if you had seventy percent of the vote, you got seventy percent of the seats. If you had forty percent of the vote, you got forty percent of the seats, etc., etc. Um, that sounds perfectly logical and splendid to where I sit. But well, but do you know what? If we want to change that, we'd have to stay in the European Union in order to actually get that change. Oh, I'm not sure I'd want to play with a bunch of cheats. It's outrageous. <laughs> Think, really? Well, that that's how it works, and I yes. guess you 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 can't change the 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 way that's put together. I guess you'd need some kind of people's vote to make that happen, and nobody wants one of those. So we will. When you say nobody. Uh, well, yes, and there are a few, aren't there? A few. There, there are a few. A few. There are a few. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, I think there's. A, I think there's more than a few. A handful, perhaps. I might go for a, a bucket load, a swill. Uh, that's my collective noun now. I've come up with a new collective noun, a swill of people's voters. I think that's great. I think that'll that'll play well. I think you are just <laughs> clutching at what are now paper straws. Thank yes, you very much. Yes, yes. Go ready for the turtles. So, so I think now we cut to a punchy, the, the personal views of both of us as to which way we're going to vote in the upcoming elections. Yes. And uh, why? Knowing that the vote looks somehow rigged in a way. <laughs> you just don't like votes that you might not win in. Is that, uh, is that uh, it? Yeah, I, I, I like to <laughs> win once and have done. Okay. So um, even, you know, even if it was, you know, on the back of... Stop it. You know, Stop it. Foreign, stop uh, it. foreign money that hasn't stop been it. found and allocated stop and um, lies, basically. So um, nonetheless, so we're, yes, we're going to have our uh, prompt, pithy, pompy politics podcast 
pronouncements about why we're going a particular way on the EU elections. So to make it fair, we've decided to, we're both going to have 90 seconds to explain why we're voting a particular way in the European elections. And Ian's going to go first and your 90 seconds starts now. Well, I naturally should be voting for the Conservative Party, but we are in such abject disarray at the moment that I cannot bring myself to do it. The message to Theresa May needs to be go. So I will be voting uh, not entirely comfortably for, uh, for the Brexit Party. I want to send a strong message that Brexit needs to happen, has to happen. I'm actually pleased the Brexit Party exists because it now marginalises UKIP, which I fear have become uh, far too right and a home for racists. So I believe that, no, 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 let me speak. Nigel Farage will be a bit shouty, but that will be enough to get Brexit across the line and thwart the ghastly people that seek to undermine the will of the British people. Have I got time to spare? You've got 44 seconds left. Have I really? I've spoken that quickly. You have. So, I I, I mean, Farage is a cartoon character, but I think this election, whatever happens, you know, I don't believe anybody's going to serve a full full term. So it, it is about just shouting repeatedly, can we just get on with it? And who could be a more shouty man? Than Nigel Farage, even though his manifesto, and I credit the Rochdale Herald, is just a Weatherspoon's menu with the word curry crossed out in crayon. And um, twelve seconds. No, that's fine. I, I shall, I shall. Are you relinquishing your remaining I, seconds? I, I, I might just uh, mock the Liberal Democrats for my last seven or eight. You know, boo, boo, with you, boo. You see. <laughs> so you've heard sense there, and I'm sure at this point Simon is typing more than 90 seconds into the time that I can't see and I guess all of our listeners will be on the edge of their seats to wonder which way in a radical and the jaws ready to drop people as Simon which way will you be voting in the EU elections starting now right okay so it will come as a shock to absolutely no one that are we voting Liberal Democrats in this election Um, and my reasons for doing so are this Um, it's important that we send a clear voice to Europe and actually to the rest of the country to say we are part of the European Union and we want to remain part of the European Union and actually what we're presented with now even if the country does want to proceed isn't what we were offered in 2016 it isn't what was on the table and actually the people that have sold various things have actually said different things since the current government have actually um, had a really flawed strategy of how to deliver brexit and even if you want to leave this isn't the way to do it so so i'm sending a strong message to the people in europe and actually the people in westminster to say we actually want a say and have a have a positive voice to actually give the people a chance to say what they want to happen now to break the deadlock in parliament um because we are better off in europe with our friends and neighbors because all of the problems we face in the 21st century are no respecters of borders crime tax evasion global warming all of those sorts of things are actually best solved with our nearest friends and neighbors that we trade with and we have a brilliant relationship with them already 
Good Lord, that felt a lot longer than 90 seconds, and I've got some fairly unpleasant bite marks in my own hand. But you've, you had your... You had as long your, as it's your own hand. Exactly that, you had your platform. So, having given our views, I guess the question now is, is which way, how do we think this one will go? And again, well, based on the numeric complexity, I don't think we can predict which way the, uh, how many seats will end up in which, which grouping. But, um, so... On the night, Simon, who are going to be the winners and losers? So, um, someone's vibrating. Is that me? I think it might be. I think... Oh, apologies, that's my talking phone. That was Nigel Farage on the phone, obviously, thanking me for my passion and dedication. So, mm, um, possibly not. Yeah, maybe asking for a donation to help with the private plane to Brussels again. Um, so, see, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting one. I think actually a third of the country didn't vote in 2016's referendum, and they've been held hostage by the um, by the people um, shouting at each other across the void on the both extremes actually of the argument. And I hope that they will be disposed to actually come out and vote in these European elections in order to send a clear message that, a, that to buck the trend of um, actually the usually really quite low turnouts in our Euro elections. That, um, that we do want to take part, that we actually want to send people that are going to responsibly contribute, that are going to actually turn up to meetings, that are actually going to take part in the committees that are actually members of, and are actually going to stand up for the values and for the rights um, of the citizens in this country and across Europe, Ooh. unlike some of the people that we've we've sent from the Farage sphere. So uh, I'd, let me just pick up on that. So do you believe that most people... Most of the people who are going to go out to vote next Thursday are going to do that from a position of considered integration and pros and cons and pluses and minuses, or do you think it is going to be almost, and I'll give you my view, I think it's going to be an informal referendum on Brexit. And I actually think with our selections, we have picked the two dogs in the fight. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm saddened that the Remain parties weren't able to work together. Um, the, the Remain parties, who were they? There's you, all right. There's the UK EUP pretending that they're UK. So Change UK, the Liberal Democrats, Greens, SNP. So you got the Greens. Yeah. You got the Greens. You got the whatever they're called. The, giblet, the change our name this week. Yes, giblets. I believe they are this week. So, <laughs> so you've got them, and so I so. So are you saying that you would have wanted it more of a head-to-head celebrity death match? The all of the 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 Remain parties stood as a, you know, again, actually, we'll let you have slot number three and. Ooh, I know, I, well, that's I, fascinating. The, the, sorry, the thing that the Brexit parties have got going for them is what they're shouting about is actually easy to say. Mm. The problem is, is that we've spent three years trying to deliver it because not everybody agrees what that means. Um, and to say the same thing again is actually a disservice um, to the public. If people I, 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 feel that way and people want to want to leave, after everything that we've been through for the last three years, want to leave a particular way, then I think that we should ask the public actually what they mean yes, by that. But you're going back to your, and again, let's let's that's old ground, isn't it? <laughs> the fact is that you think there should be a, a, a another vote. We've covered that. a confirmatory vote. Yeah, yeah, all of that nonsense, but. The, the key question is, in these elections, mm-hmm. do you think it is just going to be a polarised shouting match? So let's let's try and find something we agree on. Do you think that Tories are going to do well in this election? No. 
No, we agree on that. No, because they're, well, they're not campaigning, they don't really have an idea, and all of their core support is probably saying, we didn't actually want to have to vote in this, so if anything, their core support would be voting for the Farage ticket. Yeah. So we don't believe that the Conservatives are going to do well. No. We don't believe that Labour, I mean Labour, a vote for Labour is a vote for everything can nowhere, baby, that's where it's at. A, a, a vote for Labour is a vote for protracted fence-sitting. Um, and the, the, the problem is, is that they are still... Um, although certain members of their party say otherwise, unfortunately their leader seems to be of the opinion that um, they will deliver Brexit anyway and will only actually ask the public if that's actually really what they wanted to happen, um, if the Brexit isn't the Brexit that they imagine. Well, and, and in my softer moments, I almost pity Labour because if they go Brexit, they alienate their vote in London, the, the Metropolitan vote in London are going to give them a kicking. If they go Remain, the northern heartlands and some of the midlands which were overwhelmingly leave traditional labor supporters are going to give them a kicking so i get the fact they've got to sit on the fence because they're going to lose either way so i think it comes down i i'm calling this a celebrity death match lib dems versus brexit everyone else popcorn on the sidelines watching the two of us slug it out I don't i don't disagree with that analysis i, th- I think um hopefully looking at how the how the polls are going um, that that's will be where the largest share of the vote actually ends up with. Um, what that means for us as a country and for us in regards to Europe or indeed for Theresa May's future is is a different question. Well, and this is part of you know my rationale is that I would like to see Theresa May gently wrapped in a warm blanket and led away quietly as is appropriate, having watched somebody suffer for so long. So yeah, that would be I, I think that would be. I, th- I think that would help to unlock where we go next. I think the trouble you've got at the moment is, you know, uh, Teresa and the magic granddad having a staring contest and, you know, both have cut their own eyelids off. So it's um, no one's going to blink first. But we're, we're, yeah, but as much as, as much as there isn't really an effective opposition or leadership from the opposition on, on this issue, just, you know, at the end of the day, the, the country is divided, but they could have made a leadership on it. But the point of a... The point of a political party that you want to be able to elect into government isn't that um, that they you know they 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 float with the breeze. You actually want them to to issue some sort of leadership on what their position is and um, and defend it and explain it. And they've they've not done that. There's a there's a real weakness of opportunity and weakness of leadership on their part. The reason why Theresa May hasn't been ousted already is because there isn't anybody else behind her more competent, ready to take the reins. Oh, there's masses that are more competent, but, but it is a poison chalice. It's that, you know, it's that, would you want to be the competent poison chalice drinker? Oh, I'd, I'd love well, to this week, but I might just give that a miss. Well, Boris Johnson um, stood down last time from the leadership election because he ran away because he was too scared yep. of the fact that Gove wasn't going to support him. Apparently, he's now decided that he is going to put his... his to penneth into the ring on the, on this occasion, the li- the list of runners and riders for the rest of it is is you know it's like the it's like the, the starting uh, the starting list for the for the Grand National. The problem is is that lots of the horses fall at the fence. That's an analogy. Um, don't like the idea of horses being hired. No, 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 no. Um, in the history of the Conservative Party, you look at each of their leaders have all been dispensed with by some argument about Europe. And they've been, and the people that have wielded the knives in those situations are not the people that succeed them. The people that succeed them are people that stand in the shadows or off to the one side and appear 
suddenly at the end of the battle as someone that wasn't really in the fight. So we will see, so we, we think this will be the end of Theresa May, and we will see who picks it up. So to keep this one brief... May will be the end of May. May will, May will but she will not see June, I do not think. So the results are out on the 26th, we'll keep this one brief, and we'll yep. go over them when we are. Now I'm going to offer you a wager. I wager you a warm meat pie, because that would be the kind of thing that Farage might like, and you can have, you know, put up the steak, I'll buy you a, a macrobiotic quinoa salad or whatever liberals eat so meat pie versus salad <laughs> we, i think we're I, not a subclass of vegans well, we're just I just I, i'm just trying to be diverse and inclusive so i'm going to wager you a pie failing miserably <laughs> that in the southeast brexit party trumps lib dems you're taking me on you're putting your pie on the table. How about we uh, we put our money where our mouth is and the winner gets... So we'll put some money on the table and then we donate that to a charity of our choice. We could do that. There won't be a pie involved. Well, I don't want a pie. These are the, 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 these are the kind of people you're dealing with the, the Lib Democrats, they do not Are like you trying pies. to tell me that pie means pie? I, I'm trying to tell you that... that, that I, I'm, incredu- I'm incredulous that a man wouldn't take a pie but we'll we'll stick a tenner down each and uh and the winner gets to choose the charity of their choice you've been listening to the pompey politics podcast blue and yellow till we die and i've been simon sansbury and i am still ian morris although bracket slightly ashamed about saying i might vote for the i will vote for nigel farage take the shame <laughs>